Hello, everyone. This is Rick with a CyberPro podcast. Industry leaders share their insights. It's about five questions in nine minutes because hackers never sleep. Ben, let's kick it off. Question number one, who are you and what do you do? So first of all, thanks for having me here, Rick. Um, I'm Ben Hirschberg. I'm the CTO and co-founder of Armo. Um, I was born and raised in the cyber industry, I could say, for really, I could say, rather young age. First, in my first part of my career, I was in more in the offensive part of the industry and gradually moved into the defensive part and into the product R&D side. I used to work at, uh, 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 at a company called uh, NDS, which was part of the News Corp uh, organization. And for a long time, uh, we were dealing with uh, the video security business and content security business and moved to Cisco afterwards. And uh, after leaving Cisco, Cisco, I was, uh, uh, well, you know, helping a few startups in their early days. And now I became also an entre entrepreneur myself. So I opened Armo three years ago with my friends and dealing today with Kubernetes security. That's awesome. That's that's great. We, we will definitely jump in to, you know, what you guys are doing. I'm super excited to hear about that. Let's go into the second one. You talked about being in cybersecurity for a long time most of your life, if not, you know, all of it, maybe, maybe you wore diapers with uh, the ma the matrix uh, on it or something, but yeah. tell me, tell me, why do you love being a cybersecurity professional? Um, yeah, so it's good that you mentioned the matrix because, uh, you know, when, when I was on the offensive side of the industry, uh, actually I really loved the, I would say the mystic part, like being the nail uh, in the movie who is, starts to see, you know, the whole metrics from inside and, and really part of, of being, you know, the, uh, the part of the, being a part of the offensive world is, is that you start to see the whole world in a different way. You're always looking for vulnerabilities, like things where you can enter and, and your family starts to look at you like really weird that how you're thinking and like uh, trying to break everything. Uh, but when I moved to more to the uh, defensive side of the world, I have to tell you that it's not less, uh, 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 you know, interesting because um, I think that cyber industry is great because you have always new things. Like, I don't know any other part where, where, where you really find always new things which are different every year, here and there, and, and that's just great. So... Everywhere, globally, we hear cybersecurity is the top concern. Ben, what does that mean to you? So I I might be controversial here, but you know, you, people who know me, you know, I, I'm speaking my mind. And, and um, I always, first of all, I love cybersecurity and it's something really important for me. But on the other hand, it's for the most of the people, I think it's, it's like a health insurance. It's not something you like, you like to think of. And therefore, people are saying that, well, cyber security is really important for me, but they are not really know how to take this into action. And, uh, and you know, this is where, you know, I also love my work and I, I doing a lot of public speaking and going to conferences. I talk a lot and a lot. I like to talk about these kind of things that teach the, the mindset to people because, because I think that, that on the one hand, people are talking about you, right? But but it's not always turned into actions. No, that's great. Ben, here's your chance just to riff on your own. What what insights do you want to share with our network of cyber pros? So, uh, you know, I, I, I could think of a lot of things to when I prepared for this to talk about, but but um, 
I think that one of the major trends today, and, and I think that you already heard, and maybe also the viewers already heard about, about that, is, is, is supply chain security. So as we saw in the past years, um, you know, we st the industry started to move to cloud security, to cloud. The infrastructure became somewhat out of the hands of most of the professionals and the companies. We are relying on AWS and Google and, and Azure to do a lot of security things for us. And actually they are doing a rather good job. Like they're, you know, uh, they're doing the best practices most of the time that they can. And obviously there are problems here and there, but, but you know, uh, uh, they are essentially doing a good job. Uh, uh, and, and if we're looking where the attackers are trying to come from in this case, where they have some of their original path are somewhat blocked and hard to penetrate, um, supply chain is becoming, you know, more and more a problem, like knowing when what is the software you are putting into your system. And there, there are two directions here. One is when someone is trying to actively insert something into your supply chain in order to get to your production system and try to exploit from there and uh, take advantage of you. And the other part is that when someone, not deliberately, but, but you know, by coincidence, you are taking into vulnerabilities into your software you didn't know of, and, and then you have to deal with it. And I think that in the last years, okay, this awareness became more and more stronger and stronger. And it's also a problem because, you know, the software we're making today is so complex. It's coming from so many sources, like, and, and you have no idea. And, and fun thing I wanted to add here is, is, I don't know, Rick, if you thought about it, but do you thought that also chat GPT is part of your supply chain <laughs> because, you know, I don't know if, you know, how the people are around you working, but the developers who are working around me, I see them most of the time, chat GPT is open, you know, in their computer and they're using it to create algorithms, write things in their soft pieces of software. And I don't know if you worry about it, but it, this was actively exploited in the, uh, uh, in the past month. Someone deliberately added code, uh, which, which turned out to be malicious and people just pulled that code said, oh, well, it does the functional parts of what I think and just packed into their software. And at the end they were exploited, these things were exploited, which is kind of like mind blowing, uh, uh, if you think. So, um, therefore I think that, that the supply chain is, is, is a very complex problem. And, and the more part about this is that, that it is really, really, since it's so many parts are moving parts and so many parts are coming from so many directions, you as someone who is a security expert, how you're dealing with it, how you can boil down, um, you know, this problem, this information to the parts where you're really interested in. And, and I think that, that this is going to be one of the challenges for example, for us who are creating defensive solutions um, to add, uh, you know, going, not trying to block the supply chain, not trying to say that, okay, don't use that, don't use GPT, don't use uh, all, all these open libraries, but how to detect problems, how to find out vulnerabilities. And this is going to be super interesting, I think, in the upcoming 
year or two because we'll see whether from a technological perspective whether we can live up to this problem now that's amazing and i think you know i think we're we saw it with solar winds we're seeing it chat gpt i love that you're you're being mindful because i think some people think well i'm protecting my network but your network includes all of your supply chain vendors so yeah yeah it's it, it's a, it's a really hard problem and uh and, and, and there are different approaches to, you know, first of all, defensive death is always coming for your help. So if you're trying also to limit all the software to the minimal things they need to do and like all these uh, have, I don't know, a network segment, proper network segmentation in place. So uh, if even if you're pulling into your application uh, uh, some malicious code, you know, the application can do everything and, and, and you know, monitoring the behavior and so on. But it's a hard thing. Like it's it's really really hard thing to uh, to have that. And this is why I love cyber. Nice, Ben. Final question for you: What's your favorite piece of retro technology that makes you smile? Um, yeah, it's actually so something I talked about with someone this weekend. Okay, it's the cathode ray tube. So today, yeah. So today you have like no. You everyone thinks of transistors of these like silicon things, and no one speaks about well. There was this thing, but well, by the way, before I was born, but I was still when I have to admit that my, you know, my bachelor's degree is not from computers. Uh, it's actually from electronics. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I was still learning cathode ray tubes and we'll like doing still different measurements. And it, it's like an awesome thing and it's got forgotten, and, uh, which is like, it makes me smile every time I see it. Nice. Yeah, I've seen some people, they're making watches and clocks with them now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Ben, thank you so much for being on the CyberPro Podcast. I was really happy to be here. Thanks. Thank you for watching the CyberPro Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss out on new podcasts and bonus content.